the tribal knowledge paradigm management simplified introduction. This book evolved from 30 years of work as consultants where we were able to observe some phenomenal results of employee activity in a very positive way. We witnessed the intense release of energy into a company when know-how was unleashed. It was surprising on one hand, but frightening in another. It was surprising because we weren't the cause of the energy infusion, but merely witnesses. We catalyzed the action, but employees generated the action. We were frightened because this was clearly a great source of profits and potential growth that we somehow needed to optimize for our CEO clients and their shareholders. We didn't have a great solution to do so. We have spent the last 30 years trying to capitalize on these experiences from every one of our clients and convert this energy into profits. We jumped on energy as an appropriate analogy from our science backgrounds. To that end, we have invoked the second law of thermodynamics that provides powerful management guidance. The second law teaches that there is a mysterious balance between energy and chaos in the universe, and that when it is applied to a business, it provides a wonderful yin and yang type clarity to why things work as they do. If you increase energy, you decrease entropy or chaos, and vice versa. It is the conservation of energy in business. We have observed a number of successful CEOs who have used this concept successfully. Jack Welch is the most obvious with his early workout programs, a type of lean manufacturing approach that looks at wastes in a business and puts tiger teams to work eliminating them. When the energy ran out of the workout program, he had TQM, Total Quality Management, and followed that with a series of other initiatives every three to four years. It took that long for the energy of an initiative to dissipate and the chaos to return and demand a new energy initiative. He managed energy as an initiative-based driver. To quote him, the ability to energize is the ingredient of a leader that counts. Herb Keller of Southwest Airlines used initiatives, but with a different form of energy input. He made working at Southwest fun, and he had what we call the wingding. They were small initiatives that encouraged employees to make the customer's experience at Southwest Airlines lots of fun. It showed in the profit results. In another market, Steve Jobs took the chaos of the handheld music player to launch a revolutionary new product called the iPod. It did two things. It simplified the interface of the user to the player, and it changed the way media was delivered. But in both cases, as a result of the energy input created by the iPod, market chaos was addressed and huge profits were extracted for Apple. 
This energy model of business gave us a range of insights into why various approaches to organizations work better than others. But it also gave rise to the central thesis of this book that emerged from our attempts to apply this model to businesses. It worked, but flaws were observed. For instance, the continued requirement of the CEO to search for a new initiative to keep the energy up was one major issue. Each initiative required tremendous energy expenditure on the part of the CEO, and most CEOs tired of this responsibility. But as we identified the problem, the solution emerged, and it is the subject of this book. This solution is a management approach, a new paradigm that we call the tribal knowledge paradigm. It plays off our consulting experience over the last 30 years that there is a simple way to extract huge value from the chaos in today's organizations and markets. We believe that we can do this by showing CEOs and managers how to amplify innovation and unleash know-how. This can be done while realigning the informal structure of tribal knowledge with the formal structures of strategy, organization, and process. That is what this book is about. Len and George. This is the end of the introduction to the tribal knowledge paradigm.